0: presented by 3M, the official science partner of the Minnesota Vikings.
1: Happy holidays and welcome inside the TCO studios. This is the Audible, courtesy of 3M. I'm Gabe Henderson, that's Tatum Everett. And uh, today we got the special privilege of being joined by Vikings linebackers, uh, two of our favorites, Mr. Troy Dye, Mr. Brian Asamoa And uh, fellas, um, I say this every week, but thank you guys. Thank you for joining us today. Thank um, I believe the last two Saturday games was the first time since 1974 that we've had consecutive Saturday games in franchise history. Of course course we won, but I feel like this past Saturday's game was, was the one that everyone had circled because the next day was Christmas. Yes. <laughs> Did you guys ha- have any Christmas plans that you-, that you were able to get accomplished this year?
2: I mean, I don't think I had any big Christmas plans just because of the travel process and all that stuff for people flying in and flying out. Um, so I just had my mom, my girlfriend, and my son and my aunt in town. So okay. it was kind of just cool, relaxed, put some Christmas gifts together for my son and kind of just went with the flow and kind of just relaxed watching football and some basketball.
0: It's always fun. Did you have family in time?
2: Yeah, I had right? my little, uh, little sister
3: over. It was fun. She had a great time. Uh, she came down for her first game. Oh, wow. And, oh, cool. Yeah. What would uh, she
0: think of the atmosphere? Oh,
3: she loved it. She couldn't stop talking about it. I was like, <laughs> I'm kind of getting tired of it. I was like, all right, now, come on. <laughs> but, no, nah, it was fun spending time with her. And then, I mean, probably the biggest thing for me was
1: having to buy gifts for my, my big family. So, it was a lot. Um, clearly, you're still, you're still not over the whiteout. Brian, you got on a white yeah, toboggan, right. a, white, a white hoodie. Uh, but the, the experience, though, like, mm-hmm. was that your first ever whiteout? Yeah. For me, you, yeah, personally. Nah,
3: I've been been around, like, several. It was like college all over again. Yeah. You know, the whiteout, we'll have, like, a whiteout, we'll have a white and redout. Like, mm-hmm. just felt like college all over again. The atmosphere was electric, as you guys were there to see.
0: Mm. Yeah, that was pretty cool. How is it, though, getting, and you said you have a big family. How? Do you keep track of everything when you're buying presents and stuff?
3: So, so I'm, I have it in my notes, like I have like my parents' <laughs> section, my I siblings, my nieces and nephews, <laughs> um, which kind of makes it easy. I'm pretty much organized for itself, so it's smooth. That's true, I'm not even gonna ask you. I know you got, what, like five
2: brothers and yeah, an sisters? It's, it's too many to <laughs> count. So I don't, to be honest, I didn't get anybody any Christmas <laughs> gifts this year, if I'm gonna be honest with you guys. Um, my girlfriend did most of the stuff for my, for my people's. So, um, mm-hmm. man, I kind of just was going with the flow. I'm not a big Christmas guy. Um, sounds a little Grinchy, but
1: I, to each his own.
2: You know what I'm saying? I give people gifts all throughout the year, so nice.
1: one day is not the, the big thing. One day shouldn't define what yeah. gift I should give you. But the gift yeah. that Vikings fans want right now is for Brian Osamoa to turn over his card. Mm-hmm. Uh, two truths and lies, again, that we start this show off with. And uh, B.A., I'm going to have you read each mm-hmm. sentence out live, out loud for our radio audience. Mm-hmm. Troy. It's up to you to figure out which one is a lie, which other two are true. I right, think
3: cool. I think he's gonna get this. He you think so? Okay. Well. Yeah, he
1: knows me pretty well. So,
3: all right, the first one is uh, <clears throat> I took a year off from the game of football at the age of ten and moved to another country. Uh, the second one is I currently have a French bulldog named Chrome, and the third one is I was the third overall linebacker selected in the 2022 NFL Draft behind my college roommate
2: uh, Nick Bonito. Which one's the lie? The lie is the last one, right? Because you took. You went to Africa when you was 10. Yeah. And then you do have a dog named Chrome. Follow, his, follow Chrome on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's, the so handle, yeah. what's the handle, what's yeah, the handle? Chrome Asamoah, I think. Chrome yeah, is. Is. Yeah. So I'm gonna say the third one's the, the, the lie. And that is correct. So that thing, is ding, correct, ding, yeah. very nice. Yeah.
0: How's Chrome reacting to his, uh, is it his first winter?
3: No, this is not his first, so I had him in Oklahoma. Okay. Uh, man, he had lots of fun in the snow. Did he had
0: some snow up there? But,
3: but this one this one is kind of special because, like, when he's going outside, like, because he's so small, so he's getting captured in the snow. It's kind <laughs> of oh, crazy. <no. laughs> yeah, but, no, he's yeah, having
1: a, a good time, but he is super small, and, I mean, the snow is getting him right now. Yeah, if bad. you haven't checked out uh, Purple Pups on Vikings.com by Lindsay Young right now, you should check that out. She did a story on Brian Osamoa's dog, Chrome. And I was reading the article, and you compared Chrome's personality to Harrison Smith, like his safety's personality. you got to explain that.
2: So, so
3: everyone, everyone that, um, comes over to my house, um, they would tell you like, they love my dog because he's so chill and stuff like that. Now, the reason why I compared him to Harrison Smith is because like, Harry's a chill guy. Like I've never seen Harry mad or like upset. And then game time, like it's on. So for Chrome, I'm like, when it's on, it's on. And that's why the comparison came from. I love it. Yeah. Like when he plays ball? Oh, all yeah. that. Like he's, mm-hmm. he, he's on and he's not, it's not coming down. So. <laughs> I love it. That's yeah. funny.
1: Before we get but to your two truths and a lie, um, Troy, Brian, I got to ask you, just quitting, I wouldn't say quitting football, but taking a break from football at the age of 10, what was different about your love from the game when you came back from that versus when you redshirted your freshman year at Oklahoma? That's a good question. The biggest difference for me was like, just when I was 10, I was young, so I wasn't
3: really, I was kind of immature. I was like immature just, and not knowing a lot of things. Mm. So when I went to Africa, I was, I, when I came back I was much more appreciative of like everything and I was like you know what like I'm able to play the sport of football like that's such a blessing mm. so that's what kind of made me like change my whole perspective and mindset was like you know what, I'm gonna go hard in this sport every single time and then my red shirt year in Oklahoma I mean that was just like another year for me to just realize that this was a time to get stronger faster and catch up to the game of football because I was playing a different position mm-hmm. in high school and I didn't know anything about inside backers so when I got to college you know, was able to develop. And I think that was the big, big thing for me was a developmental process and understanding that, all right, you're in a new scheme or whatever, this is what's gonna happen, this is how you play. And I mean that was kind of the biggest things for me and the differences.
2: That's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. Troy, you ready to flip your card over, yeah, man? Yeah. All right. I'm, like, I'm, I'm <laughs> <hard> not <enough. laughs> say. all right. So the first one, I was rated as the fortieth best safety coming out of high school according to 24-7 Sports. Second one, I was teammates with Justin Herbert in high school. Shout out to Jay Herbo. Third one, my dad as well as my older brother plays sports professionally.
3: It said Herbert in high school?
2: Mm Mm-hmm. No,
3: you played with him in college.
2: Quick on his toes.
3: Detail. Yes. on his toes, man. You
0: paid attention. This is yeah. my
2: guy. man.
3: <laughs> is my guy. Man. <laughs> is my guy man. <laughs> man, so you can't ask this, man. That's the wrong. Much. Yeah. Yeah. You know too much. We're, we're around each other a lot. So. I think <laughs> our way, linebacker
2: way. room is probably the closest. Yeah, we pretty tight. Yeah.
0: What did yeah, you man. learn uh, from your from your family members about being a professional athlete?
2: The biggest thing is take every day like it could be your last because you never know when that last opportunity is going to be. Um, and just be appreciative because, like I said, you could it could be gone yeah. in a second whether you want it to be or not. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and just enjoy it. Just have fun with it and just know that you're playing a sport for a living and not many people get to do that, and you're living out a childhood dream. So just have fun with it.
0: Who's the best athlete?
2: Man, <laughs> the best athlete? <sighs> Cause then your older I brother. love asking people yeah. that yeah. when it's their your, family. Yeah. But your older brother my, played for the Bengals, right? Yeah, my older brother played for the Bengals. The best athlete, I might have to give it to my older brother, Mm. just because he played on the U.S. Junior team, the U.S. Junior National Hockey Team. Oh wow! So like it's a little cross, little crossover. But if we're going straight football, I'm going to say myself, because yes, I don't think anybody sir. can hold me like uh, My little brother Love might it. say him because we played against each other a lot in college, but I think I kind of squished that out. But <laughs> <laughs> we, got, we got the matchup, you know what I'm saying? Nah. But, um, uh, yeah, I'd say just overall, all sports, I'd say my older brother
1: and football myself. I mean, I'll let you explain it, but I read a story that basically your, your father, when your brother was playing hockey as a kid, didn't mm-hmm. take it serious. So your dad burned his hockey clothes and said, long story short, if you don't go hall go hard all the time even if you go the wrong way yeah what did your dad's i guess how did he push you to be where you are today
2: i think that's a perfect that's a good example i mean the burning the stuff might be a little extreme to some people but <laughs> yeah. i think it was just a way for him to kind of get that that point across I remember when i was playing uh, little league football we were doing conditioning drills and uh, you know i'm just kind of just going through it as a 10 year old like man i'm tired whatever with you whoop like uh, he literally stopped the whole thing like mf me in front of everybody and was like if you're not gonna do it i'm gonna send you home and i'll stay out here and coach like it doesn't matter to me and i think from that point it was kind of just like just give it everything you got because you don't want to be the one that's looking bad out there yeah
0: has that helped you relate to your coaches a little bit better like understanding where they're coming from when they may have moments like that with you
2: yeah definitely i think Growing up, one of the things my dad always taught me was listen to the message and not the tone. So just mm. hear what they're trying to say and not how they're saying it. And I think that's uh, the best way I've been able to navigate myself through life is just hear the message and not the tone.
0: I like that. Wow. What, what's been the message from this coaching staff as you're heading into the final stretch of the regular season, playing the Packers, knowing what's on the line for them as well as for you guys?
2: I think just playing our game and just playing what we can do and playing up to our standard. I still don't think we've played a full, complete game across all three phases, and I think that's our goal um, each week is to go 1-0 and and just play our best game and not worry about who essentially we're playing because at the end of the day, we're kind of playing against ourselves all the time and trying to just – beat what we did last week and continue to improve and continue to ascend the right direction. And uh, I think they're doing a good job as a staff and as uh, management of just passing that message along uh, through meetings and through practices and stuff like that. Just making sure that everybody's on point and know where we're trying to get to and and the path that it's gonna take.
1: Yeah, I I love that. And the fact that, I I love the fact that you guys like actually have a role in this team now. Um, I know both of you guys both played outside linebacker at some point in your career, college, but now that you guys are inside linebackers, What's what changes between the two?
3: Different techniques, to be sure. honest. Um, inside backer, you have to you honestly have to see like everything in front of you, whereas outside linebacker, you know, you're out just holding the edge or you yeah. know, rushing the passer. So mm-hmm. it's a big difference, you know, switching from the two. But it also expands your brain and opens, you know, you know, you to a lot of different things going on on the football field. So I honestly like playing inside backer because of the ability to just see all things that's going on on the football field and then, you know,
2: reacting after that.
0: What have you enjoyed about the transition?
2: Well, the journey itself, like just Mm -hmm. the different keys that you have to read, the different people that you get to meet, and just the rooms that you get put inside of, like the outside linebacker room is a little bit different than the inside linebacker room. (laughs) And just the guys you're around are a little bit different on a day-to-day basis. And I think just meeting different people from different walks of life and just being able to come together and melt as one has been a, been a pretty cool thing to do. That's
1: awesome. Uh, Troy Dye, Brian Asamoah. Um, this was the first segment of the show. When we get back for the second segment of the show, uh, I got a question to ask you because uh, both of you guys got something in common this year that a lot of people don't know about. So I'm gonna get your reaction. It's cool? Cool. <laughs> we'll be right back with more with Troy Dye and Brian Asamoah.
0: Stay tuned for more of the Audible presented by 3M the official science partner of the Minnesota Vikings. From the field to the roof and everywhere in between, 3M, the official science partner of the Minnesota Vikings is here. Visit vikings.com backslash Science to learn more.
1: We are back. This is the Audible, the last Audible of 2022. And uh, we got Brian Osamore, Troy Dye, I'm Gabe. That's Tatum. And uh, right before the break, we were talking about when is the perfect time to take your Christmas tree down (laughs) and your lights off your house?
2: Mm. Explain. Debate, please. Uh, Christmas tree has got to be the 26th. I'll give you to the 31st. Okay. Just because if you want to be festive. Yeah, because right now, this <laughs> yeah. whole Yeah, set the studio, if you want to be festive, you know what I'm saying? We'll, we'll, keep, we'll keep you guys <laughs> until <laughs> January. Outside Christmas lights, in my opinion, you can keep up year round. I mean, if you Wednesdays. just, you know, because yeah. it takes a lot of work to put them up sometimes, and taking them down is a little tedious, and, you know, especially out here in the cold. Yeah. If they go up, in 12 degrees, they staying up <laughs> yeah, that's full a year. Hey, well, a, a, a happy house is a happy
1: person and uh, yeah, whatever, so. whatever it takes. And a lot of Vikings fans were happy because, um, Troy, you were the last linebacker to get a fumble recovery before this past Saturday when Brian Asamoah got his. Hey. And uh, congratulations to the both of you, VA. Understanding that you didn't get the f- forced fumble the week before against the Colts, how encouraging was it to get it against the New York Giants? You know, for me, it's always the mindset is like, all
3: right, next, next play. And, you know, after what, what happened or what occurred two weeks ago, you know, but at that, at that moment, though, it's all right, how are we going to bounce back from this? And in my mind, I had read on my sheet of paper, like, all right, go make the next play. And I was just fortunate enough to be in that position to go out there and, you know, do what I did. You know, it was an amazing feeling, man. Happy I was able to contribute to the team and help us win. Nice.
0: Your uh, snaps have increased a lot over the last three weeks. What have coaches been telling you about being more involved?
3: I uh, Just try to be more consistent. Um, consistency is the key in this league. So, you know, every day I go out there is, you know, how can I get better at this one rep and, you know, continue that every single day. And, you know, after that, everything's going to fall for itself. So just continue to putting the eggs in the basket and hoping everything goes well. So.
1: Uh, Troy, well, I guess both of you. Like, it, it's always good to hear coaches talking about players. And um, a, a quote that I won't, you know, quote it word for word, but Kevin O'Connell basically praised Eric Kendricks and Jordan Hicks for the development for both of you guys. How how
2: have they been developmental in in, in your career thus far, including this year? I think. Both of them have been have had a huge impact on my career and development this far. I think Eric more so more than Jordan just because Jordan is, is new okay. this year. And uh, the last two years, me and Eric were in the same situation. Uh, B.A. and Eric sit right next to each other in the meeting room and kind of walk through it. And he gives you those little tidbits and those little ins and outs because i mean this is year eight for him and when you're out there and you see different concepts and different routes and different things that you can only learn being on the field is is a big attribute to have in the room and kind of pass down that knowledge and i think the older guys that we do have in the room are are not like most places where they do want to help all the younger guys and they want to see everybody thrive and they want to see everybody get better on a week-to-week basis and i think um a lot of that just comes from within themselves, and they're not, they're not insecure about their way of playing the game or their ability, so they love to spread knowledge and give back to the game and give everything to us and just pour into what we do out there, and I think it's a, it's a big contributor to the way that myself and Brian have gone out there and played on the field. Hmm.
0: Definitely. How would you describe a meeting in the inside <laughs> linebackers room. Cause I have a feeling things get a little weird. We've had Coach Greg Mineski on. We've had we've had Mineski hey, and we've had oh Coach God. Mike Smith hey, on oh as a pair. That's
2: crazy. It was a great yeah, show. That's a great was,
0: that's show. So how would you describe an inside linebackers meeting?
3: energetic Uh, yeah energetic we like i love our room because it's because we're just so connected from like Mm -hmm. our coach to the players like we have so much fun in that room and you know we know what the the goal is but you know we have fun and understanding that we we got to go out there and do our jobs but you know you can have fun in the workplace and that's what makes you know our jobs fun makes me happy to come to work every single day and compete you know along with the guys around me but also you know for the guys um you know upstairs so Mm -hmm. um no, I have lots of fun and I enjoy coming to meetings every single
2: day. Hundred percent. Yeah, I think mean, I think the energy and the vibe in there is amazing. I think, mm-hmm. um, like Bia said, we cover business when we need to cover business, but we definitely get a little loose when we are able to get loose. And yeah. I think sometimes uh, we loose. get a little too loose.
0: I mean, look, <laughs> we're not nah, trying like, to get anybody in trouble yeah, with the no, stories, but saying, if you like, want to give us an example, you can. No, nah, I think
2: like a, like a funny <laughs> part is like we had a we got a signal of a call, um, and we pulled up a little clip from a movie, and it was kind of just like a, a play on that call, <laughs> and it was kind of just funny. It was just those type of things that happen on a day-to-day basis are cool to see just because it gives you that, that relatability to, to your coach, and it's not just that that on you, on you, on you. It's like, okay, like he's, he's a part of this. like He wants to have fun with it, too, mm-hmm. and I think when you have a guy like, like Coach Mineski, uh, <laughs> it brings the best out of everybody because uh, he's, he's an amazing person. He's, a, like he's, he's always he's in some, a good mood. Yeah, he's had a couple I mean, Everybody has their one or two Fair, days here right. and there, but I think for the most part, he brings a, a great energy and a great uh, vibe to the room and the building. Every day. Yeah, you every kind day. of guys
0: see all seem like you're a yeah. bit of like the jokesters on the team a little bit. Well this Whoa. is this is the,
1: honestly, this is the most serious I've ever seen you, Troy. Because like <laughs> I, I mean, the, like of course, like the the Instagram video we yeah. put out, like everyone
2: had you as like the, the naughty person. Yeah, but the like is what it is. I didn't know. That,
0: bro. Bro. Yeah. yeah, like Bro, everyone. Jordan, I'm saying Jordan
2: and Eric Dimmy, we're dirty, bro. I'm saying Jordan put like three times. I'm not gonna let you alone,
1: but now This mad. is the most serious I've ever seen you, and like that's a good thing, but at the same time, um yeah. <laughs> always tell people whenever you see a linebacker whenever like when you're on offense and you look across the field during warm-ups and you see a linebacker that doesn't have on any sleeves, oh, any okay. gloves.
3: Modern day linebacker Troy Dye. He's crazy. What goes him, behind man.
1: your your apparel process? Behind my apparel process,
2: or lack of the process. Um, yes. However you want <laughs> to look at it. Him I think i the drip school, but he don't want to come. <laughs> man, stop playing. I went to drip school. I went to the University of Oregon. Like I went to the drippiest of schools you can have. I went to Nike <laughs> U. <you>. Like <laughs> you got a point. You can pull up it, it all the point. old links. Like I. There's like. Not to say them like you got tired of a, a lot of stuff, yeah, like a lot of <laughs> no real talk, like a lot of stuff that guys were in like the gloves and the cleats and like I wore that my freshman year in college, mm. like during practice because we have all the tester stuff and all the looks and all that. Like I've seen every look you could have, mm. and um I've never really been a big glove guy. Just playing hockey as a little kid, mm. once I was able to take the gloves off, I never really kind of put them <laughs> back on. You strike me as a gloves off kind of guy. Yeah, the so it's you know just how hard it is to play linebacker without no gloves. What so it's crazy. Just, it's just like. I don't know. I just it's never the gloves never been a big thing of mine. And then sometimes I'll take my wrist, sometimes I won't. I'll throw a band or a sleeve on, just depending <laughs> on how I feel that game. Like if B.A. is giving me a lot during the week, <laughs> I'll throw a little something on for him, you know what I'm saying? I'll keep him, I'll keep him off my back for this week. But uh for the most part, no, I got not there's not much that goes into it. I think I've kind of got the stamp of not wearing gloves and kind of being that nothing on type of guy in the league. So like, I kinda had to stay true to what I've been. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the reasons why I don't put stuff on anymore either. Because uh, a lot of guys that we play against, are like man, like why don't you wear this? Like why don't you do that? And like some guys would be like, man, why don't your little brother wear gloves either? And I'm like, Jesus Christ! Right. Like y'all digging deep, huh? Yeah. But uh, no, I, I just think there's there's been never been anything that I've been like, oh, like this is what I want to do. Like gotcha. it's kind of just go out there and play football. Yeah, fun. maybe
0: you should just give him a break. <laughs> I'm just
2: kidding. No, nah, trust me, you're not the only one. It's everybody? Is yeah, it really? Everybody. Man.
0: That's too funny. It's pretty
1: pretty noticeable. Yeah. Um, but one, <laughs> very, very noticeable. If we're gonna be real. <laughs> uh, but one thing uh, that we're noticing right now is that this is the last show of 2022, not the season. This isn't mm. the last Audible show of the season, but in the year 2022, mm. um, it's been a lot of memories. And uh, Tatum, I'm gonna start with you. That's your,
0: oh, Ooh. no one, ever, you never oh, asked me a question on this show. Oh, no. we're, gonna, we're gonna
1: start. We're gonna end the show with this. What's one <laughs> thing you're happy for in the year 2022?
0: Happy for in 2022, I'm happy for this team. I'm happy that they're doing so well. That there's just been this new life around here. Yeah. It's been really fun to be a part of. I don't personal note I, I'm excited to be engaged oh congratulations so that was my one Major. personal note I had to put that in there hey. I
2: throw it in there, I throw it it. there so I'm happy wait. for that I think I'll back on what you said I think the team and the vibe um, super grateful and super happy for that Grateful for BA coming in, I mean, and Will. i happy for our young guys who've come in and contributed a lot. And I know how it is as a young guy coming in and to be able to come into this environment, into this atmosphere has been pretty dope. And to watch these guys flourish and grow has been amazing. And uh, I think just the vibe that everybody has in the building, I'm just excited for because like you said, you're able to have a lot more fun and be a lot looser and just, be with the guys and be with the everybody in the locker room. The coaches will have jokes with you. I mean, you can joke around with Kwesi and just have fun. You can yeah. shoot. You can joke around with the GM down yeah. to a custodial, and that's that's a great vibe to have in the building when you can do stuff like that.
3: For me, I'll probably say um, happiest thing for me would probably be being here, you know, in Minnesota, uh, playing for the Vikings because just this whole journey has been a blessing for me. So uh, that makes me super happy. But what also makes me just happy is, you know, having the people around me, you know, like the guys in my linebacker room like Troy, uh, Eric, um, Jordan, Ryan, uh, Will, all those guys, Mineski, um and Coach Sam, you know, they've they've pushed me so much and just like this entire season. And, you know, this season for me has really slowed down just because of the development that I've had and the teaching that I've been able to grasp from, from the people around me like EK, Jordan, um, some really, really good dudes, you know, and, and you know, like Coach Cocano said, they, you know, you got to give them a lot of credit because mm-hmm. they have helped me, um, you know, with my entire development here, everything has slowed down. Eric, literally writes down and draws formations on my on my own notebook sometimes. Like, right. hey, I like this, like, this is what you gotta, and you know, I couldn't be better, I couldn't be happier in the situation I'm in just because of, like, the people that are around me, the people that have helped mm-hmm. me. So, the happiest thing right now in my life is just being here. I love coming here every single day. Awesome. And,
1: uh, man, I just can't wait to continue it, so. I'm happy for you. What
3: well, about you,
0: Gabe? I, I'm gonna
1: keep it short because I know we gotta wrap this show up. <laughs> um, I'm happy to be working for a playoff team. Mm-hmm. I've been working for I've been working in the NFL for five years. And it's the first time I've ever experienced a playoff game, playoff team. So I'm excited about that and excited to work with. I mean, all these phenomenal people in front of the camera, you, Tatum, and then everyone behind the camera: sure. Curly Harris, William Sheedy, uh, Paige Yeager, So many people in the back, um, and I'm gonna end it at that. We're, we're thank, we want to thank you for tuning in to The Audible in 2022. Uh, the season isn't over yet, so that means the show's not over yet, so tune in next week.
0: Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of The Audible. The Audible is presented by 3M, the official science partner of the Minnesota Vikings.